Now, 2022 was a year of climate extremes, and one of the many complex contributing factors is thought to have been Antarctica's record-breaking heatwave. To talk us through the implications of a heating planet on our southernmost continent is Dr Kyle Clem, a lecturer in climate science at Te Heringa Waka, Victoria University of Wellington. Kyle is also the lead editor of the International State of the Climate Reports chapter on Antarctica and the Southern Ocean, and he joins us now. Kia ora, Kyle. Kia ora. Welcome to the program. Nick, firstly, can you tell us a little bit about what the state of the climate report is? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for having me on. Um, this is a annual report. Um, it's been released for uh, over, over a decade now, every year. And it does a routine checkup on different parts of the planet, including the whole global climate to see what happened, um, how it fits in into a historical context, and uh, how things are changing and what caused them. It's the most detailed and uh, international. it's internationally led um, from hundreds of scientists from around the world. So in my section, uh, focused on Antarctica, we alone have 51 authors, and we cover seven um, specific key parts of Antarctica um, to check in on what's going on with the climate, uh, the ozone hole, the ocean, the sea ice, and uh, the mass balance as well to see how it's uh, contributing to sea level rise. Right, as lead editor, that must be quite quite a job to uh, to edit fifty one authors. It is. Um, it's a lot of fun, though. Well, yeah. it's it's very interesting. It's there's nothing else like it, and so it's a very unique learning experience because you get a, a vast diversity of um, of input, having such a large international group of authors, but you also get to see how all the different pieces of the climate system, the atmosphere, the ice, the ocean, how it all fits together. And oftentimes in science, we work in isolation with other groups. And so having this multidisciplinary report is uh, very, very unique and, um, and a, a real privilege to be part of. Mm. So who reads it, Kyle, and and do people, I mean, obviously you make some very important discoveries and and there's some very important learnings from the report, but, uh, you know, are are countries and those people who make decisions reading it and taking note of what you're saying? So it's intended for... A layperson. Um, it's communicated on social media. It's communicated to policymakers. It's also communicated and disseminated to the scientific community. Um, so we try to reach as wide of an audience as possible. Um, the challenge is that it does. It, it is part of several climate reports that are released in a year. This is just the most detailed and most rigorously uh, peer reviewed report there is. And so it comes out a bit late in the year. Obviously, reporting on the year 2022 now um, is a bit late to the game compared to other reports. However, that's just how long it takes to go through the thorough process of peer review and making this um, as detailed as it is. So we try to reach as many people as we can this this late in the year, and so I appreciate the opportunity to talk about it today. Yeah, okay, so so tell us about it. So the, the, the Antarctic cha- chapter, um, what are the key findings? 
Well, in 2022, it was a year of of extremes. It was a year of extremes across the world, um, including in New Zealand and several of the, the factors involved in the Antarctic um, climate extremes can be traced back to things that were going on in, in New Zealand with our record um, flooding and rainfall events. Um, this large-scale pattern that made things favorable for these heavy rain events in New Zealand also made things favorable for climate extremes in Antarctica in a different way. And so there's a lot of connections there. Um, but in, in 2022, some of the main extremes were a, there were two heat waves. There was a heat wave in March on the Antarctic Peninsula, and this set new records. And there have already been um, record high temperatures as high as over 18 degrees Celsius in the past few years on the Antarctic Peninsula. And in February, we saw a widespread heat wave event um, that led to rain. It also led to widespread surface melting, the highest ever recorded on the Antarctic Peninsula. And we also saw basically a complete absence of sea ice around much of the Antarctic Peninsula in February. And that allowed ocean swells to come in and break apart ice that had uh, been attached to the continent for over a decade. And once this ice fell apart, we saw an immediate retreat of the glaciers that were feeding into that area. And then just a month later, we saw an unprecedented heat wave in East Antarctica where temperatures um, up on the high elevation plateau, where the average temperature is typically about minus 53 degrees Celsius in March, uh, temperatures reached minus 9.4 degrees Celsius. Gosh, that's significant, isn't it? This is so 44 degrees Celsius above average. Mm. Could you imagine that? Mm. And so this, yeah, this was a this was a year of extremes, and the heat also brought um, heavier snowfall to the continent, which also had um, major implications for its total mass balance, which I can talk about if you'd like. Yeah, absolutely. And I will mention that uh, came out just a couple of weeks ago, the, those terrible, the, the images and the stories about the, the 10,000 emperor penguins, um, you know, which died. And that was in 2022 when the ice broke off or, or melted before those chicks were able to develop waterproof feathers. I mean, that's the sort of effect that this is having, isn't it? Yes. Um, around the coast of Antarctica, we're in relatively lower latitudes, um, you know, 60s latitude. And so uh, when the atmosphere heats up, it melts the ice. Temperatures get above freezing, and we're seeing huge deficits of sea ice. And sea ice serves as a critical part of the Southern Ocean um, ecosystem, both for marine and terrestrial um, life, such as penguins. They rely on the sea ice to, to molt, to escape predators. They rely on it to produce food for them. And so when we lose that, um, these ecosystems, they can, some thrive that like the heat and others that depend on ice and cold temperatures, um, they're very vulnerable. What are some of the other implications, Kyle, of the, the, this melting sea ice? There's, so there's several. So sea ice plays a critical role um, in the global climate system through um, reflecting incoming radiation. So it helps to keep the polar regions cold. Um, it also, when it freezes, it rejects salt into the ocean. It makes it very dense and that water sinks and it forms a crucial part of the 
global ocean circulation. And um, when it moves around, it also distributes fresh water. And then when it and then when it melts, it also um, helps to set the stage for phytoplankton blooms. And phytoplankton form that I mean that it's the plant of the ocean, and it forms the the foundation of the food web. And so if we don't have it to melt, or if we're not forming it, um, there's major implications for ecosystems, the global ocean circulation, and also um, it can help with pole. Without it, we can see more polar amplification in which the poles heat up much, much more quickly than the rest of the world because we're not reflecting incoming radiation. It's being absorbed in the polar regions. Right. Uh, what can you tell from what you've been studying about w- what the future uh, is going to look like and future weather events, for for instance? Is this just going to, are they going to continue to be extreme? And, and I mean, I know the report is from 2022 and we've seen that extreme weather continue this year. Is that what is, you know, what what's ahead for us? It's already here. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. So, yeah, yeah so these unprecedented events that we haven't seen before um, and over, you know, well, in the instrumental area, and we have to go back much further with ice cores and other things to see any sort of extreme events of this magnitude. Um, They're already here. They are, the, the polar regions are extremely sensitive to just a few degrees because a few degrees on either side of freezing is the difference between a frozen continent and a melting continent. And so these extreme events, even if they're short-lived, um, you know, a temperature anomaly of 44 degrees Celsius, like I mentioned earlier, mm. temp- temperatures over much of the area didn't rise above freezing, but they almost did. And if we're seeing, if we can get temperatures that are 44 degrees above normal occurring um, on a regular basis or more frequent or more frequently, what's what's to say they won't be fifty? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and cover a larger area and start to lead to melting. And mm. so, so the ice sheets are mainly being melted um, from the warming ocean around it. It's eating it away at the mm. coastline. But if the atmosphere starts getting above freezing and we start hitting it at both ends, um, it. Yeah, it's not good. It is not good. And, and Carl, I don't want to end this interview. Um, is, is there anything positive we can you can tell us or you can share with us before um, before we run out of time? Well, I think the positive thing is that um, there are scientists who are you know dedicating their careers and in their their lives to studying this and trying to report these findings, and so we can take this information and we can use it to to determine how we want to move forward in the world, um, what, mm-hmm. what's important to us. And so these types of reports, I think, are are uh, very helpful for that and help for, help for decision-making and mm-hmm. uh, just letting people know what's going on. So there mm-hmm. are positives. There's We have scientists that are studying it and... Um, Kyle, where can we, um, where where could you and I, or you know, you obviously, but where could could listeners uh, go and read the report? Yeah, this is um, free, freely available to the public. Um, It's on the internet. It's called the State of the Climate Report, and it has a special chapter dedicated to the global climate and then different regions of the globe, the tropics, 
South America, Europe, um, covering all of these events. And then my chapter is just one of them um, mm. focused on Antarctica and the Southern Ocean. Dr. Kyle Clem, thank you so much for joining us. We could talk about this for a very long time, um, but we have to move on. Thank you so much for joining us on Afternoons. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Have a great weekend, yeah.